This is Sin. We're young people run the show. Welcome to the Sports Desk on your Friday morning, back here again on Friday the 9th of September, uh, which is going to be becoming uh, a date that we're going to remember over the next couple of years and in the future to come. Big news this History morning. Books too, Sam. History uh, good morning, books. Sam. You're also joined by uh, Michael Sapel. Good morning. Um, look, we wanted to start a bit more enthusiastic, but I thought we needed to just go with the topic that's been, if you've not heard this morning... Uh, her Majesty the Queen Elizabeth uh, II has passed away. Ninety-six years old, which is a fair innings anyway. That's that's a very impressive innings. But uh, I think the world's kind of just kind of taking it in. Is um, not really thought of what a world would be like without the Queen. <laughs> Growing up all our lives with her, so uh, it's a strange, strange place or a strange adjustment that we're making. Um, and as the sporting world reacts to it as well. Uh, we're going to find, I think, a few sporting events in England over the weekend are going to be cancelled. Um, but uh, how are you feeling this morning, Michael? Yeah, obviously a little bit flat. Uh, you know, she's been the Queen for 70 years on the throne, which uh, is absolutely incredible. She's the longest-serving British monarch in their history. And there's a statement being released from... Uh, the Majesty the King at this time of the Queen's death, he says, The death of my beloved mother, Her Majesty the Queen, is a moment of great sadness for me and all members of my family. We mourn profoundly the passing of a cherished sovereign and much-loved mother. I know her loss will be deeply felt throughout the country, the realms and the Commonwealth, and by countless people around the world. During this period of mourning and change, my family and I will be comforted and sustained by our knowledge of the respect and deep affection in which the Queen was so widely held. And this was a statement from the Majesty the King on Thursday the 8th of September, English time, when the Queen passed. Sam, it, as you mentioned, it, it is a time for change and a time of mourning. Uh, there will be millions of people around the world who have only known the Queen mm. throughout their whole life. Yeah. It's been the one constant, uh, the one... Piece of stability that has been throughout. On the five dollar note, absolutely. I tried buying a sandwich this morning and they rejected it, Sam. So no, (laughs) no. But it's just—it's a massive moment for change. So hard to believe that 
it was only a matter of days ago that she was sworning in the the 15th Prime Minister of the UK as yes. well, one of her last duties, which I think Sam really sums her up so well that it just exemplifies the selfless service. She's just continued to serve the Commonwealth and the monarchy. So an, an incredible achievement, Sam, and um, she'll be sorely missed, absolutely. And this is a big changing chapter in history. Yep, and a few things with her in Melbourne. She, of course, come down here for the 2006 Commonwealth Games. Yes. Rode the tram around Melbourne. <laughs> uh, she went to the first, I think, AFL game, that, well, VFL then, that, uh, that was held on a Sunday uh, in 1970. So... Um, she, She's been involved with a lot of sporting things over the years, probably many FA Cups and the like, and uh, big horse racing fan. Loves her horse racing, doesn't mm. she? Wow, absolutely. And and that meant, that match that you mentioned, um, yeah, that's right. First VFL match played on Sunday, April the 5th, 1970, and it was between Richmond and Fitzroy. So Fitzroy was still going then, and they had a 40-minute halftime break, Sam, to, to make sure <laughs> that the Queen Elizabeth, Prince Philip, Prince Charles, Prince Anne, wow. um, they were there on the field greeting all the players, which would have been an a, a incredible honour, and I think Richmond actually unveiled their 1969 flag there as well. So a pretty special occasion. All Very in all. special indeed. So going over the top again, uh, so Test Cricket, uh, Europeans Golf PGA uh, has been cancelled. Uh, all um, horse racing uh, events in England have been cancelled, all meetings. Um and it's being reported, it's not confirmed yet, um, probably Premier League games, almost certain that they will be postponed. Um, and the two games, I think there was a, a half-time minute silence at the two Europa League games uh, this morning. Um, West Ham, if you've not seen it, it's amazing, in the minute silence, uh, the crowd just broke into uh, God Save the Queen and sung that. As a wow. like forty thousand fans or something at West Ham, so that's powerful. Uh, yeah, very interesting, very interesting. So I'm sure there'll be many things and many stories uh, over the next couple of days that we'll hear. Um, it's definitely shocked the world this morning. Definitely. Um, but we'll get into some sport news now uh, and cricket. Uh, we'll go off the back. Uh, Australia have sealed the Chapel uh, Chapel Hadley One Day International mm. Series over New Zealand with a game to spare after a 113 run win in Cairns. I thought they were absolutely cooked, the Australians. I thought making only about 196 that they were going to really struggle um, to to defend that total. But uh, credit to Australia, they did extremely well, and it was led by Adam Zampa who gets another five-wicket haul at ODI level, five for 35 out of his nine overs. He was absolutely exceptional. And it must be said, some of the some of the shot decisions by New Zealand was a little bit baffling. They are all out for 82, and that means, as you mentioned there, they wrap up the series, Sam. Uh, Australia, earlier in their innings, uh, Steve Smith made 61 off 94 deliveries, but it was Mitchell Stark that came in towards the end of the innings with 38 off 45 deliveries not out, and really took Australia to that to that total that ended up being quite a defendable total in the end with Australia winning by 113 runs. And Sam, can you believe this? After the game, I was thinking to myself, when was the last time that England, uh, that New Zealand, should I say, have actually won an ODI in Australia? Yep. And you have to go as far back as February the 6th, 2009 at the MCG <laughs> where they last won. So wow. it's not a happy hunting ground for them no. coming to Australia in ODIs. Uh, and definitely Champions League, of course, over the last couple of days, uh, launched the group stage. So here are a couple of the recent results 
over yesterday and the day before. So Dynamo Zagreb uh, defeated Chelsea 1-0. Dortmund 3-0 over Copenhagen. Man City 4-0 over Sevilla. Real Madrid 3-0 over Celtic. PSG 2-1 over Juventus. Uh, and Napoli, this is a big shock, 4-1 over Liverpool. Uh, and, of course, with the Chelsea result meant the end for Thomas Tuchel, who's been sacked, shockingly. Um, uh, and I th- totally think that was uncalled for. They've got a new ownership at Chelsea. Um, and uh, I think the pressure was on because he spent a lot of money in this transfer window. Um, and, look, it's just w- w- four weeks in. Or <laughs> it's insanely ridiculous uh, yeah. the way... Premier League managers get sacked in the way they do, um, and this is probably the, the worst <laughs> example of I've seen in a while. Uh, and then they've confirmed overnight, Brighton Hove Albion's coach, uh, Graham Potter, has been confirmed as Chelsea's manager on a five-year contract. So they've swooped in and taken Brighton. So that, <laughs> now they will... Could you imagine that in the AFL? Five oh, rounds into a season, you would get sacked, and then you take Fremantle's coach or something. And <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> very, man. very bizarre. Crazy. Uh, as we go through the US Open quickly? Yes, uh, incredible result. Uh, it was the longest match, uh, sorry, the second longest match in US Open history. It was against Carlos Alcaraz and Yannick Sinner, both two up-and-coming stars, and it's hard to believe, Sam, that Carlos Alcaraz is only 19 years old. Of course, he is probably the next big superstar from Spain. Um, may well take over Rafael Nadal's spiritual um, successes. Yes, absolutely. I think so. It was a Five-hour classic, Sam. It lasted up until 2.50 a.m. in the morning. It was a five-set classic. And Carlos Alcaraz, in one of the rallies, he almost pulled out a Nick Kyrgios-style shot. He he put his he put his racket behind his back, managed to play a shot, and then ran towards the net and did a beautiful passing shot across court. And it was just an amazing match. And honestly... This man really sets up uh, great fortunes going forward when he when he books himself for a semi final coming up. It's it's an incredible, yeah, it's an incredible rally, and it's it's a great way for him to continue his amazing tennis career. And um, the man who bet Rafael Nadal, just mentioning before, um, it was Francis TFO. He bet Andre Rublev, who, in all fairness, was pretty disappointing um, in straight in in straight sets. So it sets up. Uh, Tiafo against Carlos Alcaraz that we just mentioned before in the semi-final and uh, Karen Kachanov will play Casper uh, Ruud from Norway. So Sam of course as we know Nick Kyrgios out. Uh, what are your thoughts on on the way that he acted post-game with his rackets? Um, not something that is new to Nick Kyrgios but um, he, he looked absolutely flat and, and deflated, to be perfectly honest, and depressed yeah. uh, after his game, uh, heartbreaking loss, five sets. Uh, we know Karen Kachanov from Russia is a fighter, but that must be pretty flat for Nick I, I, I know it's an emotional game, but smashing the racket, you know how many kids, you know, it's it's not a good look. <laughs> no, it is not, look. no. Um, oh, that's, I, I don't know. I don't know. Look... Say what you will about him. He's a good player, and uh, that was a tough game uh, for him. But I, I don't know. L- losing hurts, I guess. It must hurt him more than most. Oh, it hurts his pocket a little bit too, Sam. Um, not not oh, to make a right. significant dent, but $21,000 fine, if you don't mind, for smashing those rackets. Um, well, so it we don't be. like to see yeah, it. We don't no, like to see it's it. It's terrible. No, but look, I think the big thing for Nick is, I think, particularly with 
Novak not being in this tournament with, with Rafa bowing out before Nick played this final, everyone thought this is Nick's greatest chance at a Grand Slam. And I think, you know, initially he'd just come into Grand Slams, he'd play, he'd, he'd do some incredible shots and, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd get the highs and lows that you would with Nick, but you wouldn't get consistency. He's put together back-to-back Grand Slams where you look at him and you go, he can genuinely win a major, which is something that we have been saying all his career, but we never actually believed it because he's just so but this inconsistent. Year was the year. This year was going to be the year for him, and now he's got to wait until the Australian Open in January, or late January, in order to in order to redeem himself. So I think in his mind, he probably had the expectation that it's either finals or Grand Slam or bust for him. And you could just see he was just so yeah. deflated because he probably put all of his eggs into this basket and he just couldn't get across the line. So I think for a long time, he's probably thought, eh, you know, I'm just going to play. The I'm not really too passionate. The uh, Grand highlight Slam reel. tournament, not necessarily winning to become champion, but you will go there to see some wild tennis. Exactly. But, but now, now he believes... Where he can Probably, possibly do it. So, so yeah, it, absolutely shattering for him. It, it's important to mention um, Lana Tomlanovic as well. Back-to-back quarterfinals, Wimbledon, now the US Open. She will go up in the rankings. Obviously, Wimbledon didn't have rankings, yep. but sh- her ranking will be, I think, probably mid-30s now. So it's it's probably not an accurate reflection of how good she's been, um, but massive steps in her uh, development as well as a, as a world-class tennis player, Sam. So lots happening uh, in the US Open, and just quickly, uh, semi-finals for the women. Uh, number 17 seed, uh, Caroline Garcia up against Ons Jabur from uh, Tunisia. And then the other semi-final will be Iga Swatek, who is uh, number one seed, should be the favourite for the tournament. Um, she will be playing Anna Sabalenka, who is a pretty tough uh, opponent from Russia as well, the number six seed. So plenty happening in the US Open, Sam. Before we get to the AFL finals, which we'll cover next, the NRL finals kicks off this yes. Weekend kicks off tonight. Qualifying final, 7.50 p.m. Uh, the Penrith Panthers take on the Parramatta Eels, Blue Bet Stadium. Uh, tomorrow, of course, it's an elimination final, 5.40 Melbourne Storm take on the Canberra Raiders at Amy Park. Uh, not been too often where uh, they've gone into an elimination final, Melbourne Storm. Normally they, they get the higher seed. Mm. Uh, qualifying finals, the Cronulla Sharks versus the North Queensland Cowboys at 7.50 uh, Sunday, it's elimination final, 4.05pm, the Sydney Roosters versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs, Allianz Stadium. Um, so that kicks off as well. So crazy finals times uh, in a few sports. Um, and, of course, we've got the semi-finals in the AFL, which we're going to get to next. But I thought uh, we'll play this for the Queen Elizabeth. I think uh, we need a bit of a restart here, and I think the show must go on. Yes, and, very good, Sam. Um, Queen. The show must go on. Very fitting. This is the Sports Desk on your Friday morning on scene. Queen on your Friday morning here on the Sports Desk and that has been done, uh, chosen by Sam in honour of uh, now the late Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, it'll be myself, Michael and Sam breaking down. Uh, we're going back to our regular sports chat, really. So returning to scheduled programming and now the AFL, I believe it is, Sam. We're going to be breaking down the semi-finals, and I actually want to talk to you quickly, Sam. I want to hear, as we announce these games, a summary and a sentence uh, of your thoughts of how these teams have got here, how do you think they've been performing, and what have you been liking, what you've not been liking, uh, and all things analysis. 
Well, here we go. Hey! And, uh, the, the, Ooh, it's a bit okay. of epic, epic like music, yes. music uh, epic occasion. Um, so, yes, semi-finals. Yes, it is. <laughs> semi-finals. <laughs> fitting. Friday night. tonight, the MCG, uh, Melbourne and the Brisbane Lions, and uh, that's a whopping one, Uh, and of course, tomorrow, Collingwood and Fremantle from the MCG, 7.25, as we go through the one tonight, give us the teams. So, the Demons... No changes, which means that Christian Petrarca, despite his corked knee, corked leg, and the hairline, the hairline fracture, fracture, he has been named in the side. Now, Joel Smith is out uh, as the medical sub last week, uh, and it also means that uh, Tom McDonald has not been recalled for this game. So there's no changes on the Demons' front, but as for the Lions, Sam... Cam Rayner comes back in after his suspension. Darcy Fort comes in. And Noah Answorth comes in for, from his suspension as well, which of course means Darcy Ford is replacing Oscar McInerney, which had that concussion, as we know, very early in that elimination final against Richmond. Jackson Pryor has been omitted. Mitch Robinson has been omitted, which we will talk about in a moment, because that could leave his career in limbo. And Reese Matheson, the barometer has been omitted as well. Sam, what do you think of these uh, changes? Interesting. At uh, first glance. I, I think... Um, I'm not surprised Melbourne haven't made a change. And, uh, I mean, I'm saying all week pretty much. Petrarca is a tough guy, and I, I think... We well, believe it. They just want to put every card on the table. They know, I think, everything's kind of against them at the moment, which wasn't kind of the way that they played out last year, I think. There's a bit more pressure on them this time around. Um, and look, Brisbane, the duck is on their back at the moment with the MCG, of course. Is it they're a- not? They've not won a game there. I, I mean, I'm sure they don't want to be reminded This was part again. of the narrative when they played Richmond earlier this year. Yeah, so, so I actually went to that game earlier, and it was interesting to see the way that that played out. Um, oh, not the Richmond mm. game, the, the Melbourne game, of course. 2014, um, Sam. But 2014. Time won. It's the, been a long time. To be fair, though, in a sense, they don't play there as often other teams do, no, so... Don't. Uh, I mean, it's probably more easier for them to get that stat than it is for anyone else. Remember they drew there with Essendon once as well. They did. I, actually, I was at that game. I was too. Wowie. <laughs> there you crossed go. paths and we never would have known. We may have even high can we have Kashmir on as we do the uh, teams every week? Or at least until well, the grand final? Because that was wonderful. I was that. That so was great. power to it. Yes. I really appreciated that. Uh I am fascinated by... I'm surprised... You said you're not surprised that there's no changes on the Melbourne side, Sam. I slightly am. One knock on Petrarca and then that's a broken leg. Well, that's, that, that's been what they've been saying, hasn't it, uh, all really? week. Dr. Peter Larkins did report that early in the week, that if he, did, if, he yeah. if a player was to fall on that leg, uh, if he was to land awkwardly from a marking contest, that it could be a break. So it, it's a massive risk. And, and I, my big question to you guys is, can they win without Christian Petrarca? As we know, their record against Brisbane this year, I think their average winning margin has been 50-plus points. So... Clearly they can do it. They've won at the G already against you, them this year. Do you think year? it could be one of those things that might be a late change? I mean, Maybe we so. could always see that. They just don't want to put it out there for the team to prepare for it and whatever else. Um, Potentially, yeah. So therefore, who? what are, what are our tips then in that regard? Well, I think, I think Melbourne's, uh, I mean, as... as 
amazingly Sydney's performance was. Melbourne did play very well last weekend as well. They just got run off their feet by Sydney. Um, and uh, in Brisbane's case, they needed to win. The, their backs were against the wall. I think a lot of people thought Richmond were going to get that done, and Brisbane stood up after you didn't. a few... Come on, pat yourself on the back, Sam. You well, didn't. I um, but I, I, I thought, yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes when the heat's on and um, you have a few bad games in a row, and sometimes they could, they just come out. But uh, I, I think how they play the the MCG is going to be interesting. If if I've heard a few people say during the week that if they try and play the game like they do at the Gabbo, it's not going to work. Use the width. Use Use that to your advantage and put sure. Melbourne under. Otherwise, they'll, they'll just get swept under. But, uh, look, I think it's going to be a close one, another really close game. And, uh, look, if, if, if Brisbane can turn it up and break the duck and uh, get it done, this war because, um, yeah, I, I don't know. That, f- f- maybe I'm very wrong, but I, in the mix of teams in the eight, I, I didn't think Brisbane weren't in my top three for a flag. So uh, what's your thoughts? Yeah, hard to see them getting past this week, Sam. But look, we, we've got to quickly focus on some of the the damning stats against Melbourne so far. They're they're zero and five against top four teams in twenty twenty two, which of course Brisbane haven't been. They they have been in the top four at stages of this year, but they're six and seven in their last thirteen games, Melbourne. And if you look at the if you look at the ladder from eleven around eleven to twenty three, Melbourne sit tenth on that, and it's pretty damning. So they. They obviously do have a lot of questions going into this game, and it would be an absolute disaster if they were to go out in straight sets. But the big question is, as far as matchups are concerned tonight, gentlemen, is how to shut down Lockie Neild. He was lauded for his 39 disposals, 15 clearance masterpiece against Richmond last week. And it's either got to be one of two players, I believe, in my mind. It's either James Harms, who got off uh, a pretty big bump, I think it was last week, against Robbie Fox, or it is Angus Brayshaw, who is just such a dynamic player for Melbourne. He can play all these different positions. He often plugs holes for them. I do expect Angus Brayshaw to go on Lockie Neal and play on him, but will that make a difference? Um, ultimately, if you shut down Lockie Neal, it, it, it leaves a lot on your humour cluggage. Um, Jared Lyons is obviously still out of the side. Um but it does leave a lot to be desired for the rest of those midfielders. So it's going to be a big job. But despite saying all of that, I, despite how badly Melbourne's inside 50s have been and their efficiency going inside 50, I still see them getting the job done against Brisbane. But Mostly I'm not through 100% defensive convinced. mechanisms, probably, wouldn't it? it? It's their defence, absolutely. But, but big watch on Joe Danaher. Coming to the MCG, he's most likely going to get the matchup on Stephen May. So I'm just intrigued to see how that plays out. He needs to perform. Uh, If he doesn't perform, no chance. I agree, Sam. I agree. I don't think Danaher's the be-all and end-all. It's got to be someone like a Lockie Neal, maybe even Charlie Cameron. Yeah, he can like he. I think he's got a more of a chance to light the place up. Hipwood's a really talented player, and he kicked a couple of crucial goals last week against Richmond. So he'll be he'll be an important piece. I I loved McStay's game last week. Uh, I thought that was really really important. So yeah, I. I don't expect Darcy Fort to, to have have to have a standout game in the ruck against Max Gorn, who we're still waiting for him to have a really big game. You well, know? his big games have come in finals, they especially have. from the year before. I, I think, based on what you were saying, I think I think we're lined up here through defensive mechanism. Melbourne take it. I think so. 
too many stars on that team. They, they'll want redemption. They'll want to win a grand final at the G. I still feel like there's a lot to play out with Melbourne. What's your final verdict, Sam? Uh, I think I'm going to go against you. Okay, great. Oh, I think no, I'm going to go Brisbane. I oh think I'm going to go upset. Right, excellent. <laughs> we love it. That'll be, it would be very exciting to I see like that. I like this. No, I like so, this tip. I think that would be really good. good tip. 7.50 tonight, the MCG finals time, September. We love it as it continues on. And, of course, tomorrow, the sellout at the MCG, Collingwood and Fremantle. The Fremantle Dockers, uh, impressive effort last week. Like, <laughs> wow. wow. What a turnaround. The comeback story of the finals, yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> it, it did look a bit dire at halftime, but then you, then you think... Jeffrey wrong, my goodness. They just need to start off well. I, I, I think they can't have that fall asleep and go, oh, my God, we're in a final. What do I do? Um, that kind of thing. That had to have been gone last week because if they bring anything like that into this game, uh, they will just be swept away. So they have to start off well Fremantle. I, th- I think it's going to be very tough in an air... A full MCG of Cauldron. magpie filth. <laughs> uh, no, but honestly, it's not a nice t- team to play away to. It's a hostile atmosphere um, that any team will... So in that regard, too, it's going to be uh, hard to... But the, look, I don't know what Fremantle's record at the G is... Um, but Don't worry, Michael's Googling it. Sometimes, I think, momentum... This is the first time they've been in the finals for years. Uh, that momentum after getting a home final win, comeback... Hey, you don't. You never know. You never know. Might get th- a quick fact check as well while you're checking out their MCG record, Michael. It was 2015 the last time Fremantle were in a final, right? Or 2014 or something like that? 2015 sounds right. I think it was the prelim final against Hawthorne where I think it was talking about broken legs with Christian Petrarca. I'm pretty sure Nat Fife had a broken leg in that game. That sounds right. And they just fell short after being in the grand final in 2013. So give us the teams for this. Yes. So... Fremantle, no changes. Uh, Bailey Banfield was the Medi sub, so he is out. Trent Bianco, this is the big one, comes in for Taylor Adams, who, of course, had that really awful uh, missed kick and looks like he torn, tore his groin even more so, Sam. So, unfortunately, he is out and may not factor in the rest of the final series. And Nathan Kruger, who was the Medi sub, he is also out. But An- Andrew Brayshaw uh, will be playing his 100th game. Hard to believe how quickly that has came along. And, of course, that spiritual leader for the Fremantle Football Club, he is in. And I'm just thinking, um, as far as recent records are concerned, we're not sure what their overall record is at the MCG as it stands right now, Fremantle, but they did beat the Premiers there when they were on that massive win streak and the free, the Fremantle Football Club were the ones to break it. So clearly, they can play quality opponents at the MCG. So who are you going to take? Oh, it's a tough one. But uh, look, it's if I had to try and pick two upsets out of these two games, I feel like Fremantle are the one. It, it actually takes me back to that... I think it was that preliminary final that GWS played against Richmond, and the expectation was Richmond are just going to walk straight through that grand final. They did eventually after the second half, but the la resistance by the GWS Giants was pretty incredible considering there was 90-plus, and probably 85 of those 90, Sam, were all Richmond supporters on that day, and I think they had the they had the decibel meter out that day, mm. and it was very, very noisy, I think, when Kane Lambert kicked that first goal, but... It's hard to tip against the Pies at the well, MCG. The, the, but, the oh. preliminary final from a few years ago, yeah. GWS Giants, um, yes. 2019. Yes, that was Collingwood, yeah. Mm, it was. So. And Collingwood came from six goals down at that point. They nearly took it away. 
I actually want to bring up a quick point of debate with you, Sam. Fremantle need to get off to a good start, you say. Yeah. I'm not sure that's going to be... Hold, I'm not sure if that's going to hold any validity throughout the game just based on how Collingwood have been playing for the last three months. You can't count them out at all. Well, I, I just think uh, I... Uh, the way Bulldogs, I just didn't think they were a, a side ready for finals. They they were a bit behind it, and then they've had games like that where they've you know thrown them up at halftime a few times this year. So that's why I, I only think if if Collingwood get out to a good lead, that I think they'll steady the ship home. I, I think it's more harder to create a comeback like that in a in a way environment. Okay, so it's, so it's sustaining the momentum that they developed from a, a. So if Collingwood get out to a quick lead, they'll be they'll easily sustain it at a much healthier. I, I think so. Yeah, I, I think it's more right. For okay, them. I'm still taking Collingwood. I still think they're going to make the prelim. Oh look, you know what? I'm going to I'll tip the upset here. I, I don't necessarily believe it. <laughs> How insane is it that a team that went three months winning clutch is now the favourite heading into this, and Fremantle have been in the top eight all year, the underdogs. What sort of topsy-turvy land, bizarro it, world are we in right now? It really now? is. It really is. Um, yeah, it's going to be an absolutely packed out black and white MCG, but there is just a, a feeling of maybe Collingwood <laughs> might just get ahead of themselves here. So I don't, I don't know. I, oh, I still think they'll win, nice. but Sam I will is the Dockers. singing from ear to ear inside his for mind the sake, at the thought of for that. The, for, for, for the, the sake, sake of, of Sam's sanity? Yes, and for the sake of, you know, a bit of difference in the tips here. Um yeah, I'm going to tip the Dockers. Collingwood. Well, I think Collingwood, but I will take the Dockers too. I'm going to run. Start the ship. Start the ship. Yes. Oh, um, that's brilliant. So, uh, oh, wouldn't that be a thing? God, um, we'll, we'll be barracking hard then, so, with that tip. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, wow. that means either Collingwood or Sydney will play Sydney next week at a preliminary final, and that's the right. other side, Brisbane and Melbourne, will take on Geelong on the Friday night, and the other game, of course, is Saturday Twilight, respectively. Saturday so, Twilight. Twilight for the SCG clash. Yes. Wow, that'll be huge. So, uh, spectacular things to come in the world of finals. And, uh, even if Colin would get through that, I don't think they'll beat Sydney in the prelim. I am <laughs> severely doubtful <laughs> that'll I happen. I don't think they will. What have no. you done there, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Push the button. <laughs> 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 if you go to so, studio, Cammy's just oh, he's b- botched it. Uh, <laughs> I am so the title Botchamania. By the way, I've interviewed Botchamania, Michael. Yippee. Oh, good on you. Congrats. Yes. I don't know what that was. Okay. All good. <laughs> so we'll get to a song and we'll come back with some AFLW uh, exciting finals ahead here rant? on the sports desk um, on your Friday morning on Sin. This is a brand new one from a two-door cinema club. Uh, and of Ooh, course, exciting. it's like called this. Everything is Cool. Is. Right here on the sports desk. Everything's cool. Two Door Cinema Club. Uh, that's a new one off their brand new album, right here on the sports desk. Everything and we they were going to call it "Everything Is Awesome," but unfortunately, uh, that's copyrighted. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, thank you, thank you for the check. So, so we continue on with footy, uh, and of course, it's VFL finals this weekend. Preliminary finals uh, weekend in the VFL. Uh, the Casey Demons take on Brisbane Lions. A bit of the mirror image to tonight. Yeah, isn't that uh, funny? 
10, uh, 1, 10 p.m. on Saturday from Casey Fields. Bit of a trek out there. It is a bit. Uh, and Sunday, of course, uh, it's Queens- there's three Queensland teams in the VFL finals. Can you believe that? <laughs> so it's the Southport Sharks taking on the Gold Coast Suns at Faulkner Reserve on Sunday at 1.10pm, so some more footy for your action. And, of course, AFLW continues into round three. Uh, and it's the Western Bulldogs tonight, 5.10pm. They take on Fremantle Dockers from Icon Park. Uh, and then tomorrow, Adelaide and North Melbourne. Uh, Sydney and GWS, the Battle of the Bridge. <laughs> Geelong and Collingwood, Ooh. Saturday 10, uh, Twilight. Um, Saturday, uh, Twilight as well. Brisbane and the Gold Coast Suns from the Gabba. Uh, Carlton and Port. Uh, St Kilda and Melbourne. Richmond and Hawthorne and West Coast Eagles and Essendon to finish out the round. So a few exciting clashes in and the it's, round. And it's important to mention as well, Sam, that it will be Indigenous round and it will be played across rounds three and four. Um, and it will highlight and celebrate the contributions of First Nation people to the game of Aussie rules football and the broader community. So across these next two weeks, you will be seeing some of the great designed jumpers from some of these teams. Um, some of the Indigenous jumpers, by the way, Sam, are absolutely stunning. And they have been designed by some of the Indigenous players too, which are currently playing, which is absolutely fantastic. There's been some honorary awards already given for the great game. And um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic to see the first wave of Indigenous players uh, who have carved the path through to the elite AFLW competition and uh, inspiring those future Indigenous female stars. So it's it's a fantastic couple of rounds, Sam, and it's fantastic to see the Indigenous round being taken up in the AFLW as well. Yep. And one more footy thing before we move on from footy. It's a pride round in the pub footy um, <laughs> uh, from 1pm. They've got drag queens and uh, sausage sizzle and all that from Victoria Park, uh, 1 o'clock tomorrow uh, so that's exciting. Uh, my team isn't playing, but uh, but <laughs> no, it's still a pr- big round. Um, and yeah, footy—it's just insane at the moment. It's happening. Uh, any other sporting world things might go through? Yeah. I was going to go through the Premier League, but I'm unsure of which of these fixtures may even all be cancelled. But yeah, very good point. Um, a few big fixtures from the weekend ahead. Uh, of course, Liverpool uh, Wolves. Uh, Fulham and Chelsea, Man City and Tottenham, oh, that's a good one, Leicester City and Aston Villa, uh, Bournemouth and Brighton, uh, Arsenal play Everton, that's always a good one, West Ham and Newcastle, Crystal Palace and Man United, Leeds and Tottenham, and Southampton, Brentford, so that's pretty much the round ahead too, so I don't know when, uh, if they'll get postponed or something, but we'll find out over the next 24 hours. And in RMIT Redback News, the RMIT hockey team, the Men's Vic League 3 team, have had an incredible win last weekend over the Melton Hockey Club with the final score coming in at 5-2-2. They are going to be playing on in the grand final this weekend, which is absolutely huge in the world of hockey, Victoria. And congratulations to the RMIT Redback side who will be taking them on in the future. And uh, also, big shout-out, yesterday was Are You OK Day and No Qualifications Needed was the theme, which means that anyone... 
at any time can ask the question, are you okay? And of course, this is very relevant in sport as well. Check in with your teammates, pat them on the back, see them how they're going, and just continue to support people around you as well. So for more information, go to www.areyouok.org.au. Wear some yellow over the weekend as well if you can, and remember to always ask the question, are you okay? And check in on you and your mate's mental health as well, which is a great initiative, Sam. Yes, definitely. Jason, did you have something? Uh, no, no further comment there. Uh, of oh. course, uh, Kids Helpline, 1800 55 1800, Lifeline 13 11 14, and Michael Beyond Blue. Beyond Blue is 1300 22 4636. Very important numbers to ring. There's always support available for you. And just quickly, in the US Open, as we mentioned before, the semi finals are currently underway. Arthur Ashe Stadium. Uh, it is Caroline Garcia up against Ons Jabur. And Ons Jabur has taken the first set, uh, 6 1, and she is currently um, won her first game, so holding serve at the moment 1-0 in that semi-final in the women's in the US Open. Sam? Well, we're going to wrap up then. I think we um, are. That's a big thank you. Friday for morning. Uh, stay up to date with us on our social media. Got the Twitter back up and running, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Facebook hey. uh, and, uh, of course, Instagram. Quick Instagram podcast. note. Yes. Quick Instagram note. We did forget uh, to upload a new thing about footy records that will be coming up soon, and we'll have a brand new set Monday. Join us with Jimmy and Mike on the And, Sam, there. you know what? We, we, we might do some coverage at the game tonight as well. Oh, we yes. will be there, stay Melbourne, tuned Brisbane. to Instagram. Ten hours away from that. Melbourne, and of course, Brisbane from the MCG tonight. That's us done and Dustin here on your Friday morning on the sports desk on scene. God save the Enjoy your weekend. This is Sin. We are people run a show.